The Art of Gift Giving, India versus USA. Join us on Married to India, where this episode unfurls the vibrant tapestry of gift-giving traditions across continents, from the rich, color-soaked festivals of India to the celebration-centric United States. We explore the nuanced differences and surprising similarities in how these two cultures express gratitude, honor, and affection through their presence. We delve into the intricacies of cultural significance, the types of gifts exchanged, the rituals wrapped around them, and how globalization is blending these traditions. Whether it's the auspicious rupee notes in India or the personalized wish list in the US, we unwrap the layers of meaning behind every ribbon and every bow. Tune in to discover the ethos of gift giving, where every gesture tells a story and every story bridges hearts. Welcome back, listeners, to Married to India, the show that wraps up the world's cultural intricacies and presents them to you with a bow on top. I'm your host, Amy Rigetti, and we're going to be journeying with you today into the heart of gift-giving customs. In this episode, we untie the ribbons of tradition to reveal gift-giving, what's considered thoughtful in each culture, whether you're a traveler looking to avoid faux pas or just curious about international etiquette, we've got your gift-wrapped guide right here. So let's unwrap the secrets to giving the perfect present. We're going to begin our exploration with a look at the why behind the gift. Presenting a gift in any country is a universal way to express a range of sentiments, respect, hospitality, gratitude, or even celebration. Yet, the meaning of the gesture can vary greatly. For some, a gift is a symbol of kinship, while for others, it's a social obligation that needs to be fulfilled. And in this segment, we're going to touch down on the significance of gift giving and how it strengthens social bonds across cultures. My first experience gift giving was very challenging and everything felt like it was absolutely wrong. Whatever happened to this, it's the thought that counts. Well, when we we went to India the first time. Srinu hadn't had a whole lot of experience in gift giving. You know, he came to the U.S., only visited back home once, um, and he really didn't have this experience in taking back gifts. He was only there for a short period of time. However, when we went back for the first time, Srinu did make it known to me that usually you gift. So this was a question I had. Well, who am I gifting? What am I gifting? Why am I gifting these things? Because in the U.S., we just don't gift in this way, you know. It was one of those things where I wanted to get it right because I was meeting his family for the first time, but I also knew that there were certain things that were appropriate to give and not appropriate to give. You also didn't know if you were giving money to kids what was appropriate versus non-appropriate to give. And involving his mom in this was something Srinu really didn't seem like he wanted to do. Um, but we learned very fast that if we did not involve his mom, that we were going to later pay the price because ultimately she was going to make comments after comments on why you did this or why you did that. So I feel this is a very important podcast because I was left in the dark and I relied heavily on Srinu who had absolutely no answers for me. So in India, gift giving is a way to reinforce social ties and express respect. For instance, during the festival of Rakshabandhan, sisters tie Rocky, which is a decorative thread um, on their brother's wrist and exchange gifts symbolizing the protective bond between them. This ritual 
strengthens family ties and honors the brother-sister relationship. Gifts in India are crucial in celebrating life's milestones, such as births and marriages. And during weddings, gifts are not just for the couple, but also exchanged between two families, signifying the union of not just individuals, but entire social groups. We see this a lot in our Gujarati weddings. There has never been a Gujarati wedding where you do not see that gift exchange happen between both sides of the family. It's a it's a very important part. I photographed a lot of weddings from all different regions in India. And that particular region specifically, I can tell you, is very big on gifting the extended family. This is because gifts often reflect the social standing of the giver and receiver in India. And during like Diwali, the Festival of Lights, businesses and individuals exchange gifts such as sweets and dried fruits, which are not only tokens of good wishes, but also represent the status of the giver and set the stage for future reciprocation. Many gifts in India have religious meanings attached to them. For instance, offering coconuts or sweets to a deity during the temple visit is common practice, and these gifts are considered a means of receiving blessings blessings and are an integral part of worship. And gifts are a profound way to convey emotions in the Indian culture. During Valentine's Day or anniversaries, it's common to see flowers, chocolates, and personalized gifts being exchanged as symbols of love and affection. And gift giving in India often serves to preserve cultural traditions. For example, during Pongal Festival in South India, families exchange gifts like sugarcane, spices, clothing, which are symbolic of the region's agrarian culture. Um, these are gifts that signify that festival in itself. So everything is very appropriately given. And in India, gift giving can create and sustain a social economy of favors and obligations, particularly in rural areas. Gifts of food, labor, resources at weddings and funerals can establish a cycle of mutual aid and support within that particular community. Children in India are taught the importance of generosity and gratitude through the practice of gift giving. For example, during the festival of Gudi Padva, which marks the new year for Mahashtrians, children are encouraged to give handmade gifts, thereby learning the value of giving and maintaining cultural traditions at the same time. And finally, gift giving in India often aims in building a sense of community. On occasions like the Harvest Festival of Onam in Kerala, people exchange gifts that celebrate the season's bounty, which fosters a sense of unity and shared cultural heritage. And carrying all that forward for the spirit of gift giving, we glide from the why to the what. And choosing the right gift can be an art form in itself. You know, it's just not India that sticks to these types of things. But even in Japan, the act of giving is imbued with respect. And a presentation is just as important as the gift itself. But cross over the seas to Italy, and you'll find that a gift of flowers must be adhered to specific etiquette, like no chrysanthemums, because that would mean that you're attending a funeral. So it's not just India that seems rather particular. Often I feel it's Americans that we just aren't so particular. But here is where I'm going to help you uncover the do's and don'ts that guide you through this thoughtful selection of gifting. Gift giving in India is an elaborate affair with deep-rooted significance. And understanding these reasons behind what to give will hopefully help you when being put in a gift-giving dilemma, how it's presented, the colors, the numbers associated with the gifts is essential. And here are some specific examples and cultural insights. For example, red. It's a symbol of purity, fertility, love, beauty, and wealth. And red is an auspicious color in India. And it's often the color of wedding attire. Gifts related to marriage and fertility are often red. 
Saffron, which is a hue of an orange, representing fire and purity, is a sacred and often used more for religious ceremonies. Saffron-colored items are suitable gifts for spiritual or religious occasions. Green. Green is a color that represents life and happiness. And for Muslims in India, green is sacred. And hence, green gifts are much appreciated. Yellow. Yellow symbolizes sanctity, and it's often used in religious rituals and festivals. That's why you see this turmeric everywhere. Gifting items like clothing and decorations in yellow are considered propitious. And white. White, while is the reverse, in some ways uh, for us, white is associated with peace and purity. That's very similar to here in the U.S. However, in some regions, it's also associated with a color of mourning. And hence, white gifts may need to be given with consideration of the regional and religious context. We are seeing so much more of our brides even now wearing white langas, but this was very much back in the day frowned upon because widows are usually removed of their bindis and they are usually dressing in white, you know, post um, the loss of their their significant other. So tread carefully. Sometimes I personally feel it's better to avoid the color altogether in the gift giving process because you just don't know and you can't rely on somebody else's secondhand information to guide you in the right light on that. So that would be my two cents. And black generally is considered inauspicious and is associated with negativity and evil. It's usually avoided in gift wrappings and the gifts themselves. I don't know how many have listened in the past, but when my brother-in-law was to meet his potential bride, I had came out and wearing a black solvar because it made me feel skinny. And my mother-in-law immediately looked at Srinu and made me go change um, because of that very same reason. So just a heads up on that part. Types of gifts that could be given, such as sweets or dried fruits, universally is accepted gifts for almost all occasions, symbolizing a wish for sweetness and prosperity in the receiver's life. Clothing, traditional garments like saris and corta pajamas are valued gifts, so it's important to ensure that they are the correct size and suitable for the occasion, bright colors for celebrations and so forth. Jewelry, gold and silver items are particularly valued, especially for weddings and milestone celebrations. Religious items, statues, deities, um, Prayer shawls or sacred texts are appropriate for religious households or on auspicious occasions. Home decor, like items like lamps, especially during Diwali, vases or artwork can be excellent gifts as they contribute to the home's aesthetic and the harmony. And books. Books are considered a very thoughtful gift, symbolizing wisdom and learning. We all know that India is pretty big on that. And they're often given at academic related functions or to individuals who value education and knowledge. So those are some key things that I think will help you when you sit down and you think of an individual aunt, uncle, cousin, a grandparent. But let's add on top of that the importance of numbers, odd numbers. Certain communities in India consider odd numbers to be lucky, hence gifting money in odd numbers like 101 rupees or 501 rupees is common as it's thought to bring good luck. And the number 11 is also considered auspicious and symbolizes exceeding the worldly and entering the heavenly realm. So gifting money in multiples of 11 is usually considered good. The number to avoid is actually 13. So like here in the West, in some parts of India, the number 13 can be considered unlucky and it's best to avoid it in the context of gift giving. 
other considerations that you guys can always put forth, which we even appreciate here in the U.S., is handicrafts, like local handicrafts that are valued or they reflect cultural artistry and support local artisans. Gifting etiquette. Gifts are often presented with both hands, guys. So signifies a sign of respect and honor to the receiver. Another thing you want to be careful with with Hindus is avoiding leather, especially those who are vegetarians. Leather gifts might not be appropriate due to the reverence for cows. Alcohol. This can be tricky as many Indians don't drink alcohol for religious reasons or cultural reasons, but it's best to know the recipient's preferences. Some people do, you know, collect these little bottles, which, you know, we used to get on the planes and stuff like that. Um, But I would definitely put my feelers out for that before you just gift alcohol. A lot of people in the U.S. will come to visit your home for the first time and bring you a bottle of wine. But that's not typical for an Indian gift exchange because you don't know if they drink wine or not. So tread carefully on that. Just just know your crowd. As we carefully selected the perfect gift, we must also consider the how of this cultural conversation. So every gift tells a story and how it's given can speak volumes. In some Middle Eastern cultures, you should expect to have your gifts politely refused, sometimes up to three times before it's actually accepted. And in many Western contexts, we believe the immediate opening of a gift is a sign of appreciation. But here, I want to unwrap the rituals and ceremonies attached to gift giving, ensuring that you never are left fumbling with wrapping paper. Gift giving in India is not merely a transfer of objects. It is imbued with intricate rituals and processes that signify respect, good wishes, and social bonding. So here's a look at some of the traditional rituals and practices associated with gift giving in the Indian culture. Because choosing the right gift is the first critical step in the process. The selection is typically influenced by the occasion, and the receiver's status, age, and family relationship. So gifts are chosen with care to reflect the giver's sincerity and good intentions. One thing that I will tell you I caught on quickly to in India is you're never going to give elders money in India. And I don't know the real reason for this, but I've never seen it take place. And part of me thinks that the process in India is if you want to give your elder a house or a car or something like that, by all means, it will be accepted. But you would never gift your elder money. Most often, elders will gift you money. And I think that's just kind of the chain of command in a way. It's almost like your parents have provided for you for so long. We do see situations where kids come back to the U.S. and they will send money home to their parents. That's not the same thing I'm talking about. I'm talking about like giving money to aunts, uncles, grandparents types of things. You won't see a whole lot of that. And gifts are often during special occasions like festivals, weddings, birthdays, and religious ceremonies. India has so many religious ceremonies, so there's a lot of gift giving that can often go on. And these gifts are just thoughtful things. This is not you going and buying Rolexes and diamonds and stuff like that. They're mindful gifts. There are auspicious times called the Shubhmurat, which are times chosen based on the Hindu calendar for giving the gift to maximize the good fortune to the recipient. And the presentation of that gift is as important as that gift itself. Let me remind you, because gifts are usually wrapped in colorful paper, often red or gold, which are considered auspicious colors, and sometimes a decorative ribbon or bandani cloth, which is a traditional Indian fabric, is used for an added touch of elegance and cultural significance. The manner of presenting that gift is a ritualized affair. Gifts are usually given and received again i'm gonna i can't tell you guys enough this both hands because it signifies respect it's also common practice to touch the gift to one's forehead 
before actually presenting it, which is a sign of blessing the gift. And in many cases, a small tilak, which is a mark on the forehead with sindor, um, kumkum powder, uh, might be applied to the gift as a sign of spiritual blessing. The recipient usually accepts the gift with their right hand, which is considered more auspicious and respectful than the left. I used to always say no because a lot of people clean their backsides with the left. Um, I still believe that, but we'll just say it's more auspicious and respectful. But it is often seen as impolite to open a gift immediately upon receiving it unless the person giving it insists. So this is to avoid any appearance of greed or judgment about the gift's value, because sometimes our faces say it all. So that's a lot of the times why it's really often avoided there, because it's it's also customary to reciprocate the gesture with a gift at a later time to maintain the balance of a relationship. The idea is not to outdo each other. It's rather less about the value, but to reciprocate the warmth and the regard. When visiting someone's home, it's customary to bring a small gift such as sweets, flowers, which reflects the Indian ethos of Atiti Devo Bhava, which means that the guest is God. For religious occasions, the type of gift can have symbolic religious meanings, like offering prasad, which is blessed food, holy basil, which is also tulsi, it's a plant, or devotional items. These gifts signify blessings and good karma. Finally, guys, verbal expressions of thanks are essential. It's manners even here in the United States. And there are phrases like danyavad, which means thank you or blessings given to the giver, often by elders in the family, in a more formal setting or in cases of significant gifts. A formal thank you note or return gift can also be given. There are situations in more of a contemporary practice that there's an increasing emphasis on eco-friendly gifts or contributions to a charitable cause on behalf of the recipient because these are aligning with the global shift towards sustainable practices. And these rituals reinforce social bonds as well and reflect the intricate web of relationships and interdependence that characterize Indian society. They elevate gift giving from a mere exchange of items to a real cherished social and cultural interaction. So with our gifts graciously given and received, let's reflect on how these traditions really do shape the global village in an age where you can really purchase a present from the other side of the planet with a simple click how has globalization reshaped our gifting habits let's take a look at that because international marketplaces now have us on the rise of gift card giving and how local traditions are adapting to a global economy is important from e-commerce to digital gifts we are witnessing ourselves a transformation in what it means to give even at our weddings there's no longer gift tables just envelope boxes. And a lot of times people are not dropping envelopes and boxes because they've already gifted that online. So the confluence of global interaction and technologies reshaped the landscape of gift giving traditions, creating a fascinating meld of practices that blend the traditional with the modern. And here's how these forces are really influencing the gift giving, particularly in a culturally rich and diverse context like India. With increased global change and migration, Indians have incorporated aspects of gift giving from other cultures into their own. For example, the concept of a bridal registry, popular in the West, is becoming more accepted in urban India. And similarly, Valentine's Day and Christmas, as I mentioned, are not traditional Indian festivals, but they have found a place in the Indian calendar. And they're complete with the exchanges of gifts specific to those occasions. Technology has revolutionized gift giving with the advent of e-commerce and online gifting platforms. Now, one can send gifts across the globe with a simple click. 
And during Indian festivals like Diwali and Raksha Bandhan, websites are specialized in these services to send traditional gifts such as sweets and Rockies anywhere in the world, maintaining cultural practices despite all of our physical distances. There's been also a rise in these personalized gifts facilitated by technology, engraving names and printing personal photos on gifts just adds a little bit of a personal touch that combines modern capabilities with the traditional emphasis on thoughtful gift giving. The global movement towards sustainability has greatly influenced gift giving, even in India. People are more conscious about giving eco-friendly gifts, such as plantable seed papers, upcycled goods, and, of course, gifts that contribute to environmental causes. This shift reflects a global environmental consciousness seeping into traditional practices. And the rise of these virtual gifts, like online cards or subscriptions to services, mirrors the changing lifestyles and preferences of a very tech-savvy population and generation. This trend is particularly noticeable among this younger generation who value experiences and convenience. Globally, there's a growing preference for experiences over material gifts. It's a trend that's catching on in India as well, gifting experience like spa vouchers, adventure sports, and culinary classes, often discovered through global travel and even on social media now, are just becoming so much more popular. And don't forget the gift giving that happens corporately now often includes a fusion of cultural elements because we have a lot of multinational companies in India. So they may give its employees Christmas bonuses or Thanksgiving gifts, adopting Western practices while also sticking to traditional Indian gifts during Diwali. And platforms like Instagram and Pinterest showcase global gifting trends and inspire people to try new types of gift presentation and ideas. They serve as a bridge between these cultures and these generational gaps, offering many options to people looking to blend those different traditions as well as that age gap where the new and the old, people are just able to experience it in a much different way that is more acceptable than it used to be. Digital wallets and online money transfers also have introduced a new form of gift giving, the gift of cash, instantly transferred. This method respects the traditional shogun, which is an auspicious gift of money, yet it modernizes it for today's digital world. And the blend of gift giving traditions is a testament to how cultures adapt and evolve. While the heart of Indian gift giving, warmth, respect, and good wishes remains intact, its expression is becoming more eclectic and representative of a global village. This blend enriches cultural practices, making them more inclusive and representative of a world that's growing ever more interconnected. Gift giving in the U.S. versus India encompasses both stark contrast and subtle nuances shaped by the cultural, historical, and social fabric of each of these countries. Here are just a couple key differences that we've noticed um, personally as we've entered into these different realms. In India, gift-giving is deeply ingrained in that culture and tied to numerous festivals like Diwali, Raksha Bandhan, weddings and housewarmings, as I mentioned, but each occasion has its own set of traditional gifts. And in the U.S., while gift-giving is tied to occasions like Christmas, birthdays, weddings, and those types of gifts, are less traditional and more personalized. India's traditional gifts are more sweets, clothing, gold, and lately electronic gadgets. Gifts are often chosen for their symbolic value like sweets, symbolizing a sweet relationship, while in the U.S., 
Sweets and jewelry are common. There's a broader range of gifts that are considered appropriate, and there's a higher emphasis on individual preferences of the recipient rather than traditional or symbolic value. Like if somebody cooks, you'll buy them like bacon stuff or kitchen stuff. Whereas if somebody is more into maybe their automobile, you might more focus on providing dad or your uncle or somebody something that's more in depth to that meaning. And you buy him something for his vehicle that you know that he's been really wanting, but maybe holding back on the spend. And the act of gift giving often involves a ceremonial aspect for the Indian side of things where the way the gift is presented is almost um, a ritual in itself. For example, money is often, like I said, given in odd numbers and adding rupees considered auspicious. The focus on the attractive wrapping and sometimes the surprise element is more important within the U.S. These are just things that we have noticed. Um, we have also seen in India and here in the U.S. there is a similar tradition of giving return gifts, often known as favors, especially at weddings and other significant events, as a way to thank guests for their attendance and blessings. And this practice has become, I've seen, more or less common in the U.S. among non-Indian weddings, although it does happen at events like children's birthday parties and weddings. As a token of appreciation, we're just seeing a little bit more less of it and a more of a donation factor happening at those events. In the Indian culture, there's also sometimes an expectation of reciprocity, which means in the gift giving where receiving gifts sets a precedent for returning the favor. And in the U.S., while reciprocation is appreciated, there's generally a less formal expectation and gifts are often seen and given with the phrase of no need to get me anything in return type of thing. Another thing that we've seen a lot of is Americans are more influenced by trends popularized on social media or by the celebrity culture leading to the popularity of certain must-have gifts or experiences while social media also influences gift giving in India traditional values still hold in a significant way. Ultimately, the act of gift giving may serve similar purposes in both cultures, expressing affection, gratitude, and honoring a special occasion. The specifics of what is given, how and when, are distinctively shaped by the rich cultural makeup of each country. And so as we tie up our journey of gift giving with a delicate bow, whether it's a handmade craft from a local artesian or a digital gift card for the tech-savvy friend, it's clear that the spirit of giving transcends borders and cultures. And remember, it's not just the price tag that defines the value of a gift, but the thoughtfulness behind it that resonates across cultures. So the next time you're looking for that perfect gift, consider the cultural threads that bind us all. Thanks for listening and may your next gift be as joyful to give as it is to receive. And until next time, keep sharing, keep caring, and keep celebrating the diversity of our world. 